and you're listening to Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. It's our first podcast of 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Marvin Yue. Joining me is... Ri Rayu. And... Happy 2017. Yeah. Happy New Year. How was your, how was your uh, holidays? Honestly, uh, my New Year's Eve was just spent playing a lot of Final Fantasy. Oh, the new one, right? <laughs> the new one. Uh. What about you? I, I I saw Snapchats. So like, oh yeah, I was out um, downtown LA at the Grand Park celebration. Uh, my girlfriend and I just uh, decided to go check out the. Um, they're doing this laser show thing on yeah, it City looked really Hall. cool. Uh, yeah. It's like our version of the the ball drop. So we just wanted to go check it out. Uh, it was supposed to rain all day, yeah. so we weren't sure if we were going to go. But then it, when it looked like it was going to be clear for. Um, for midnight now we, we headed out and we got there a little bit before the crowd so it was actually we were able to get a seat and a good view and that's good it was nice yeah it's funny that like of all the years that i lived in new york i always made sure to get out before new year's eve because i didn't <laughs> want to be there when everybody else came in that's true yeah. but you know on, on one hand it depends on how you do with crowds that's true i hate crowds <laughs> I don't mind crowds. My girlfriend hates crowds, so oh, but she find, but have, she still liked it, right? We have to find a good spot. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, you you don't want to be standing in like the the um the pit. You know, you want to be yeah. out outside a little bit, but with personal space. a good view. Yeah, good personal <laughs> space. You know, no, you're not like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and now it's um it's a new year. <laughs> it's yeah. actually been a while since we last talked because our last episode was like a week before christmas yeah. yeah um so it's actually been a while um good to be back for those of you new to books and boba and wondering why we're not talking about this month's book yet this is our mid-month episode where we go over the month's uh book news including new releases book deals and discussions on hot and important topics in the world of books yep quick reminder that this month's book is still Something in between? Yeah, something in between by Melissa De La Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not in paperback yet because it came out in October. So you can buy that uh, hardcover at your local bookstore or go to your local library and borrow it. Or be like me and uh, get the Kindle version. <laughs> Save some money. Save some money. I but wanted yeah. to borrow it, but then like it was on the waiting list. And I was like, God damn it. Right. I don't like sharing. You library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're, we'll be talking about that book at the end of the month um, at our live meetup as well as our podcast. So um, tune back then. Uh, make sure you read the book. It's a real easy 300 pages. Yeah, I think it's a little over 300 pages. Yeah, um, but it is a um, YA genre novel. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, actually a pretty breezy read. Like I, I, I was surprised that people already finished it within the first week of yeah. January. And I was like, dang, <laughs> it's like a little over 300 pages. <laughs> so knowing me, it'll probably take me um, one or two days. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah binge reading. Um, but yeah, what's, uh, what's new for January? Okay, so uh, for new releases, uh, the first book on our list is The Crystal Ribbon by Celeste Lim. It's published by Scholastic. And it is set in medieval China, and it tells the story of Jing, an 11-year-old girl sold by her family to become the bride of a three-year-old husband, and follows her escape and mystical journey in which her destiny is foretold by a, by a golden fox spirit. And that comes out January 31st, 2017. Cool. That sounds great. I'll take care of the second book, uh, Soulmated 
Joining of the Souls Number 1 by Shayla Patel, uh, published by Month 9 Books, releasing January 24, 2017. It's a YA urban fantasy that follows the relationship between Liam, an 18-year-old Irish royal empath who's been searching for his elusive soulmate, and Lakshmi, an Indian-American high school student who wants the freedom to follow her heart. Yeah. That is Y-A-S. Yeah, it, it is like <laughs> really, really Y-A. I feel like Liam is the new like... The new what? Like, Jack or <laughs> like... What's like the... A heartthrob name? Yeah, like an action hero name. An action hero yeah. name? Yeah. I don't know. Like something really Australian, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Jack. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty... January's a pretty dead month for, for books overall. I feel like it's the same for um, movies too. Yeah. Right? It's kind of where you have a ton of releases at the end of the year. And yeah. And then the new year you kind of start slow again. Yeah. I mean, even December, it's like not a lot of books. But um, I don't know. Like I, I checked the upcoming releases for 2017. And there's a lot of books coming out in May. So, like, there might be, like, 20 books that we Do you we think announced? that's because of APA Heritage Month? Is this just some really dumb marketing ploy? Like, I mean, I'm maybe sure... Maybe Asians will read more during their month, you I, know? I'm sure it, that's part of it, but I think it's also because, like, it's in spring, and, mm. like, people think... Like, I think people relate reading to, like, the warmer holidays. I don't know why. Like, spring and summer. But then, I feel like people read... When they're stuck indoors. I know, right? right? I, like, read all my books during, like, really cold weather. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not something that we have to deal with here in L.A. Um, not um, for even the past for the, two the weeks. The past couple of weeks, it has been super rainy, which is good. We're it's in a good. drought. It's it, This will last us for another, like, five years before <laughs> we, need, we rain again. Um, but, yeah, if you're if you're in the East Coast stuck in the snow, yeah, there's nothing to do. There's Netflix and books. Well, uh-uh. it's, I, th- I think it's still cool that even during the slow months, we still get a couple new works by Asian American authors. Yeah, and it's really glad. Like, I, it makes me really happy to see uh, a lot of diverse authors in YA specifically. Like, I mean, I make jokes about like <laughs> YA books all the time, but I'm just like, oh, if I was like 14 years old, I would totally read that. And, yeah, and like, it's always nice to see representation. I mean, looking back at how I chose books when I was. In that YA range, you know, middle school, high school, it was mostly based on cover, unless there was, like, the specific author that wanted to read. So if I saw an Asian dude or Asian girl on the cover, I'm like, yep, yep, picking that up. I mean, mean, with the crystal ribbon uh, on this list. um, Or even the author's name, if it was, like, Asian. I I mean, like, it's, it's not so much the title, but, like... Like, YA books have gotten a little bit grittier. Like, I mean, an 11-year-old girl who's who marries, like, a three-year-old husband and she gets, like, abused by her family. Like, that's not something that I would expect from, like, a, a book by Scholastic, at least. Maybe, like, a, a bigger publishing press that, like, that publishes, like, adult books. But, yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, moving on to book deals and news. Uh, so, first on our list is... Shayantani Dasgupta sold her debut middle grade novel, Kiranmala and the Kingdom of Serpents, and uh, a sequel as well to Scholastic in a six house auction. The books draw from a traditional folktale of West Bengal, India, and follow the interdimensional adventures of a 12 year old girl 
who finds out she's an Indian princess destined to slay bloodthirsty Rakosh demons. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but demons. Uh, publication is slated to begin in spring 2018. Nice. Yeah. I like how there's more warrior princess stories these days. Oh, yeah. If only they could all be musicals with catchy songs. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to think about it, like... There is no Indian princess in in the Disney lineup. That's true. Jasmine doesn't count. Jasmine is not Indian. Arab, Arabian, Arab. It would make sense if she was Arabian, but Middle Eastern, vaguely Middle Eastern, (laughs) (laughs) generic Middle Eastern princess. Um, Also on, also in the news is oh, I saw this on um, Greg Pak's Twitter. He tweeted a, a special preview image but marvel's asian american superheroes will assemble in totally awesome hulk number 15 writer greg pack tweeted an upcoming cover which features amadeus cho who's the new hulk silk who is the korean american yeah spider powered hero (laughs) um ms marvel who is currently um kamala khan um, and Shang-Chi, who I don't know who he is, but he looks like a martial arts dude. He's like an old dude in, in the Marvel okay. comics. Yeah. Saying that it's possible that no mainstream superhero comic has ever starred so many Asian American faces before. Um, the issue goes on sale on January 25th. He also tweeted a cover of issue 17, which features S.H.I.E.L.D. agents um, Jimmy Woo and Jake O, oh, along with uh, Amadeus Cho, the totally awesome yeah. Hulk. And um, if you guys haven't checked it out, go to Greg Pak's Twitter, and it's um, yeah. or Angry Asian Man, like yeah, Angry um, Asian Man did a post on it, it too, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was super excited because you know everyone was super excited about when Jeremy Lin um, guested on. The oh, Hulk. what really? Yeah, <laughs> um, and now he's like, it's it's kind of cool to have you know, especially Greg, who is very much a a writer, comic book maker. With like the mission of oh yeah like getting like you know he he created Amadeus Cho, and he was able to get him to become the Hulk, yeah. And it's just cool to have like a guy who is not afraid of just going balls out and getting representation onto comics. Yeah, I mean, um, like when I read Angry Asian Man's post, uh, I think he talked to Greg Pak and he pulled some quotes, but um, he said that he like kind of got inspiration from talking with other asian american creators and just like thought about oh what would happen if like all the asian american superheroes like hung out i mean they (laughs) they have to hang out at least once in a while right yeah they go to the superhero parties like like karaoke and like go to asians you know korean barbecue (laughs) i mean there's like plenty of koreans in that group of people so yeah it's super exciting people should also check out greg pack's other um indie comic that he's releasing it through dark horse called Kingsway West, which is his um, fantasy Chinese-American cowboy epic. I never expected those three words to ever go yeah. together in a sentence. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I think the first episode, the first issue is out so far, and he's working yeah. on the second. We need to read more graphic novels. <laughs> we should just have a month where we, we read, like, three different titles, because it seems like people can read through them pretty quickly. <laughs> It'd be cool just uh one of these days we should get uh, either Marjorie or Greg onto the pod and just talk to them about, Is Greg about local? their work. I think Greg's works out of New York. Yeah, Damn it, East, East Coast. Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so moving on to more news. Amazon Books plans to open its first New York City bookstore this week. 
The new branch will open in the Columbus Circle Mall area in the Time Warner Center building on 59th Street. Um, and it's joining a growing roster of Amazon bookstores. Um, they already have three in Seattle, Portland, and San Diego, with two planned sites in Mass- Massachusetts and Chicago. Now, I'm not too familiar with these stores. Like, what's the... What are the perks? Is this just a place where you can get stuff sent or... No, it's like it... a physical bookstore. Oh. You can like buy books for for like the price listed on Amazon. But they also keep an inventory. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. So like I thought that was like... I, like, I, I didn't know that they had physical bookstores already. So it was like really weird that like... It's kind of like the purse, like the murderer taking like the place of the thing he murdered. Right, like Amazon <laughs> destroyed physical bookstores, and now is all becoming one. Like someone joked, saying that uh, they are taking the 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 old space that Borders used to ocup- yeah. occupy. Like, and I'm just like, I don't think anybody would do that just because it's it's like humongous and New York real estate is like, <laughs> ugh, but. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'll have to check it out um, sometime. I wonder if they do like ship books from. Amazon physical bookstores. I mean, they must, right? Like, if you order a book and, and like, the store carries it, they would, like, ship it from there? Well, if it's a retail outlet, I think it's more... They'll probably put on hold for you uh, okay, um, yeah. to come pick up. Uh, but if, if they're going to ship you a book, they're going to ship it from their distribution center because they're already set up for that. Yeah, but, like, a bookstore in New York City, that's bold. New York City is, like, the capital of publishing and, like, mm-hmm. bookstores. We have so many... Like used bookstores and specialty bookshops. It's like weird that like a new kind of like giant is moving in. Yeah, right. It kind of feels like it's like the Walmart of bookstores. Yeah. Like Barnes and Noble feels. Yeah, Barnes and Noble in, is like yeah. the Kmart, and like <laughs> <laughs> Amazon seems more yeah, like the Costco. They're, they're more like Sears. Sears. I'm say Sears. Still, still, still respectable. You know. I'm out on the mall, and I, you know, if I see a Barnes and Noble, I will go in. Oh yeah, you know? same here. I, I'll yeah. go in, but, but only because there's there's no other bookstores. That's so sad. At any mall, yeah. Support your local bookstores, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I think uh, we have one more news story, mm-hmm. um, which is um, it's not necessarily Asian American related, but it is news. Um. And those of you who have been following publishing are probably already know about it. But uh, noted Twitter troll or former, he's banned, right? Yeah, he's perma- permanently banned. <laughs> <laughs> um, Milo Yiannopoulos signed a $250,000 book deal late last month with Threshold Editions, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, according to an exclusive from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, Yiannopoulos is an editor at Breitbart News and a so-called outright pundit. Um, he was perma-banned from Twitter after organizing a racist online harassment campaign against Ghostbusters actress um, Leslie Jones. In his conversation with The Hollywood Reporter, he said, um, they said banning me from Twitter would finish me off. Just as I predicted, the opposite has happened. Did it hurt Madonna being banned from MTV in the 1990s? Did all that negative press hurt Donald Trump's chances of winning the election? So this happened uh, at the end of December. So it's already kind of like old news by now. Yeah, because it's it's not him. He's he he is going to be that no matter what. Yeah. Right. So it comes to the publisher being 
Yeah, a lot of people were um, complaining that Simon and Schuster signed him on, and they were saying, "How can like such a mainstream, large publishing house take, like, take his book and pay this much money for it?" And um, I mean, like, I was pretty upset about it as well. <laughs> but I like I understood that Simon and Schuster also they're like they have other imprints. I mean, like, Yiannopoulos's book was signed with Thrust threshold mm-hmm. editions and i know that that's like the alt-right publication under simon and schuster <laughs> so i was just like okay i can sort of see it but still not okay because it just seems like it was well you're giving them a mouthpiece you're giving them a platform um you're paying him 250 a quarter of a million which means you expect to make more than that yeah you know uh i think I mean, threshold seems like they've already been trading in this type of like, yeah, but it's neocon, never like extreme. Yeah, I mean, threshold has published uh, like titles by um, like Donald Trump, so it doesn't really surprise me that they would yeah. go for this type of book. But um, a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, boycott Simon and Schuster," and I'm just like, "Don't do that," because. They're, they have like a Muslim branch coming out like this this year, uh, Salam Reads. So like you should instead just go support those authors. So I guess my books. question here is: there's the philosophy after the election that people need to know more about all different perspectives. Yeah. Um, at the same time, there's something to be said about showcasing hateful dialogue through your platforms. Yeah. Um, at the same time, if they didn't publish this book, someone else might have, right? Yeah. So, from a business perspective, they have the label that they have a label that's already brand aligned with what's his, with with Yiannopoulos's, like themes. Yeah. So, they have a way to sell, right? Yeah, but the, the thing same, is, yeah. I don't think it's even going to sell that much. Um, I mean, like, people were pretty worried because he got all that publicity through, like, The Hollywood Reporter and that like right. that, that article just, like, spread, like, wildfla- uh, wild, wildfire. wildfire. And, um, and also, like, his book reached, like, top 100 on, like, the Amazon, like, yeah. like a list of, like, <laughs> Amazon's, like, most anticipated books, I think. But uh, a lot of independent booksellers are saying... No, like we're not yeah. selling his book, and then a lot of a lot of major bookstores are also saying we're not going to showcase it at our at our store. But if someone calls and asks if we carry it, we right. will hold it for them. So, so. that's the thing with um, especially niche brands. So if you think about movies, right? Yeah. Um, every theater, every movie studio has, um, or every movie company has distinct studios um, for their movies, right? So um, Sony, for example, since I worked there. You have Columbia Pictures, which is their flagship. Mm-hmm. This, that's where they pretty much, if they're going to have an Oscar movie, which they haven't had in like almost 20 years. Sony doesn't trade in Oscar-winning movies. But like their, 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 um, their tentpoles, right? Their, their big movies are always Columbia. TriStar is their, they can be a little bit more risky with that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff that they're not as confident in might come in TriStar, but still AAA-style yeah. movies. And then you have Screen Gems, which is their pretty much genre. That's where you get your horror, horror your sci-fi, yeah. um, your your niche um, movies. Um, in the same way, you know, Simon Schuster, 
um, this threshold sounds like it's a niche brand, which mm-hmm. means that um, they probably they probably have stores that they know they can sell in. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, they're not. It's a way to focus their efforts. But it's also like mixed messaging, you know, on yeah. Simon and Schuster's part, because you're because you have a company that says like, oh, we're setting up like a specific uh, imprint for Muslim books right. written by Muslim authors, and um, and then right around the corner you have you have like this white supremacist man, <laughs> and it's just like, well, um, that's. Like, yeah. I get it if it's just, like, business, but at the same time, like... So, yeah, the decision, yeah. the that's where, like, the optics come in, right? The, yeah. the What you're actually doing doesn't match up with what you say you're yeah. all about. <laughs> and that becomes all the more harder to hide or all the more apparent when you're dealing with one of the most, most um, divisive slash... Yeah, hateful. People. Also, they paid him a lot of money. Like, I don't know <laughs> how much money uh, celebrity authors get. Like, um, like Amy Schumer yeah. or like, um, like I, I honestly can't tell you like how much money they get. They get paid to write their own books or to hire ghostwriters to write their own books. But, <laughs> but it's just like, uh, th- like the amount that he got sounds pretty high. Yeah, I hesitate to um, to talk more about that without knowing the details yeah. of other book deals. Uh, but I think because I think that was part of the part of the outrage. Part of the know? outrage is he's getting paid to be a shitty person. Yeah, you know, I don't know how um, much editing they're going to be insisting that he put into. Like, are are they in charge of editing, or is he like? Is I mean, it it's going book? through a publishing house, so I'm guessing that he has like editor, like editor a team of editors yeah. to like go through his book. Um, but, <laughs> it would be so funny if he had sensitivity readers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's at the end of the day, it's him. And most people in the world, I would say, find him totally, totally revolting. Yeah. Right, I mean, this, so, is the, this is the man who called feminism, like, cancer. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I would say that he is a repulsive human being. So in terms of where the book will sell, like you said, like there'll be people who are fans of him who will read everything he writes. Yeah. And that is probably what Simon Schuster is counting on um, to make their money back. And then everything else is just like a bonus, which begs the, which begs the question, like with such a limited upside, why make the deal? But I don't know. I, don't I wasn't know. in that room. I don't have the numbers. Maybe there are more shitty people in this world than we think. I mean, that's that, always a I possibility. Mean, our, I mean, what <laughs> happened like at the election it just showed <laughs> that there's a lot more uh, shitty people in this in this country than yeah. you think. So, um, but I, I do agree. It sucks. It's 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 always sucky when companies that we want to applaud that do cool things like have an imprint dedicated to Muslim American authors, yeah, or have you know. Inclusion and diversity. And maybe this is all about them wanting to, you know, have everyone come together and see everyone's points of views and be more mm-hmm. cohesive as a group. You know, they might have the best of intentions, but the result is, yeah, this kind of shitty guy gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. Well, my hope <laughs> is that they do not make their money back, <laughs> like, from, from that deal. But I'm pretty sure they will. Anyways, I mean, you never know. You never know. You never know. 
Um, but they definitely got a lot of bad press for that. Yep, it's still going. But like <laughs> the news that I um that I mentioned about like bookstores saying like, oh, we're not going to sell this. I just read that today. <laughs> like, yeah, that came out today. Yeah, like we said earlier, where we should get um some of the authors in one of these days. We should get like a publisher in one of these days. I want, like, yeah, I want a publisher or like a literary a- agent. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, if um, those of you listening want to talk about issues like this, issues with the industry, um, you know, things you've learned, maybe you've worked there before, um, please, um, please, please uh, talk to us on the Goodread forums where they're listening all the time, participating. Um, we do more than just read. We talk about the news. Yeah, so, talk about the news. And- um, definitely come say hi and join, join the group. And yeah, I think that'll do it for this, this uh, update. Yeah, it's a, it's a little shorter. It's a it's a slow slower news month, um, but um, looking forward to some great things in twenty seventeen. Well, really quickly, what 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 are your what are your goals for books and Bulba for twenty seventeen? Twenty seventeen. I like I have like my my personal reading goals, and then I have like goals for. Uh, Reba seems this to be club. So Reba seems to think it's uh, possible to read a hundred books in a year. It is possible. Just have to read eight books a month. That's insane. What do you mean? <laughs> As the founder of a book club, trust I, me, that's insane. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a I'm a pretty fast reader, uh, and also I can cheat by reading like shorter books and like like books that are in the YA middle grade genre. So I I could definitely. You mean books cheat. for babies? You can say that. Um, <laughs> books for younger folks, but are entertaining anyway. Or I could just like uh, read novellas, but I think it's possible. Um, well, keep us updated. How much? Mo- <laughs> it's it's been a week. How many have you read so far? I read four. Holy I'm shit! Halfway done. <laughs> Half, halfway done for my month's quota. Oh my god! Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> don't doubt me. I can I can do it. Um, <laughs> but for but for book club, I mean, it would be like right now we only have our LA chapter where mm-hmm. we meet in person right <laughs> so it would be it would be cool if we had like another uh another city chapter and them having their own book club meetings because yeah. i'm interested in like how um their discussions will go and um sometimes i'm just like like meeting la people is nice but i want to like <laughs> meet other people um so if you're from a different city and you're listening to this please Go on Goodreads and say say hi. Yeah, participate in in the discussion. Uh, we, we we do talk about the books uh, at length. We, some people like write a lot about their thoughts. Oh about, yeah, because like about the books. you spend like six hours reading a book, you're gonna spend some time writing a review of it. Yeah, and you know the hope is sooner or later we'll have enough people together. Like maybe we we'll, we find out we have yeah. four to five people hanging out in Portland. Yeah, and they can get together. Yeah, but kind of think oh yeah. I, I guess like for personal reading goals like on, on top of like trying to read 100 books i'm gonna say this right now like i'm probably not gonna be able to finish that goal but it's a goal i don't know you read four books in a week already i i might get lazy like halfway <laughs> into the year but um but i also want to try and and read harder i mean i know that this book club we focus on books by asian and asian american authors but i want to definitely read books by like uh latino authors and uh, muslim authors lgbtq i would definitely like to read more books featuring characters who have disabilities and Mm. are written by authors who have disabilities um 
So like I definitely want to challenge myself more by like like stepping out of my comfort zone when it comes to books. I probably should read more nonfiction too because I feel like most of the books I read are <laughs> like sci-fi or or like uh like high fantasy. There's nothing wrong with that. You can read some I need to read um, about like how the world works, like read some science books because <laughs> That's true. Because, like, knowing, like, reading sci-fi is, like, one thing, but, like, actually knowing how, like, real science works, that would probably be helpful. Narrative nonfiction might be a good stepping stone for you. Yeah. Then something like uh, Michael Lewis, who writes in The Blind Side, or Flash Boys might be good. Yeah. Because that also has an Asian-American lead. Asian-Canadian, actually. Asian-Canadian? Yeah. What about you, Marvin? What are your goals? Um, personal and- personal goals. I want to read at least twelve books. The twelve books that we'll read for this podcast um, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you don't meet that goal, that means that you fail <laughs> to finish one of the books for I'm book club. I'm aiming low. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been really cool just reading again. Like like I've said before in this podcast, so I'm looking forward to uh, our next couple books. I'm looking forward to reading. This month's book. I haven't been able, able to crack it open yet. But I have it. I bought it at Barnes & Noble the other day. Mm-hmm. Or they buy it at Amazon. I forget. Last few weeks have been a blur. But you bought it. The important thing is I have it. Yeah. Um, and then for this book club, um, I think my goals are more focused on the podcast. Yeah. Um, as you know, this podcast is part of the Potluck Collective. And we're actually getting a studio soon. Um, okay. We're starting to set it up this weekend. And hopefully it'll be up and running by next month. So it'll be easier to get people together to go record. And things like like we talked about during this podcast, you know, setting up interviews with writers, publishers, mm-hmm. um, book critics, people who... Um, people who are actually professionals. <laughs> people who we can talk to and learn more yeah. about how the world works. Like you said, it's, more, it's all for you, Rira, to, to help you learn how the world works. Um, especially the book world. Because... Uh, yeah, there's so much going on. There's so many people just working within it. It's 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 it'll be interesting to get their perspectives too and, and learn more about this world that I've kind of ignored for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's definitely thriving. I mean, I feel bad that I don't know more about books until they become movies. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people don't realize that <laughs> like more than half the movies that they watch are based on books. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for yeah, this 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 month's uh, mid month episode. Thanks for listening again. Um, don't forget you can always subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever podcasts are found through our RSS feed. Um, please give us a rating or review on iTunes if you do listen to us there. And don't forget this month's book is Something in Between by Melissa De La Cruz. Um, you can find that um, on Amazon, at your local bookstore, or on um, on Kindle. Yeah, and LA folks, we're meeting on January 29th. You can check us out on Facebook and figure out where we're holding the meeting and everything. Yeah, and speaking of meetings, don't forget to join our Goodreads group on goodreads.com. Um, there you can keep tabs on our monthly picks as well as discuss book news with us and your thoughts on our monthly books on our forums and have a lovely january yeah (laughs) thanks for listening we'll we'll see you all at the end of the month keep reading bye this episode of books and boba was hosted by marvin yue and rira yu and produced and edited by marvin yue 
For further discussion on the books covered at Books and Boba, please visit our Goodreads forum. You can find the link on our Facebook page at Books and Boba, as well as by searching for the group Books and Boba on Goodreads.com. Books and Boba is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a brand new collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters. You can learn more about the collective as well as check out our founding slate of programs by visiting the website www.podcastpotluck.com.